Hi, listener. This is From Ideology to Unity, a spiritual journey where we let go of ego and ideological doctrine in favor of meaning, purpose, and unity as a whole. Today, I'm interviewing Mark Thieler. Mark manages a legal firm and is a keen philosopher. Hi, Mark. How are you doing this morning, Nick? Well, for me, it's the evening, but I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah, what time is it there again? What is the it's time? It's 7.15 for me, p.m. Hmm. Oh, that's a huge difference. How are, how are things uh, back on that side as far as uh, COVID and shutdowns? Well, we're on lockdown and... Well, they say that, you know, it seems like they, they're intent on making restrictions for where you can go if you don't, um, if you can't be ready to go on holiday if you don't get the vaccine and stuff. But we'll see. Um, I'm not going to get it, but. <laughs> uh, Are you guys mandated to your home or basically? Technically, we can. I, there's a rule that you meant to stay generally stay unless it's something like you need to help someone in like your bubble or something but like I don't know in practice I don't sure how enforced it is you can still travel around actually yeah. it, just, it, it seems that they just tell people to stay in the homes and most people do huh. a lot of people they just automatically I've got this idea that People will follow the rules until the point that until the point that the thing is, if they do to break the rules and to stop viewing the rules as like um, there for them, if they were to stop viewing the establishment as like in their best interest, that would be the idea of not believing that is more scary than the idea of being imposed upon by the rules until the point where the rules get too extreme for them. And it's just like, it also matter yeah. what, whether or not when someone wakes up. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole, the whole deal with all of this stuff here too. And it's kind of the nature of what's going on right now all over uh, the globe, as we're seeing with this, um, you know, a lot of disruption and such. And, you know, this is why I've, I've always been a big fan and a um, and an advocate for blockchain, <laughs> blockchain technologies, not just with the currency, um, but with the fact that you can um, govern and also provide uh, legal contracts and other services from a decentralized platform, um, which uh, to me, it's the only way that we can go forward um, as a technological society. Uh, that's going to make sense for a lot of people because what I think we're seeing here, it's pretty pretty obvious uh, to anybody, is um, when we have this top-down centralized authority that is now mandating uh, these dictates and, and mandates, um, it's like from a general consensus, it doesn't matter what society or culture you're in, it's it's almost just like this, uh, this immaturity of spirit psychology and as a where you are on your evolutionary track our journey you know is is um people been so full of shit individually and collectively so individually the body isn't sound and um critical and capable enough of electing um being participating becoming a part of the body um and basically forming 
well, well bodies that can regulate from a centralized uh, standpoint. Um, we've just had this nonstop bullshit while people well, have always been self-centered, you know, from the financial markets uh, to the financial, you know, to the financial markets, to the, you, you can name any market. It's been people telling us one thing and then always being out for themselves. And so if you go look at any centralized authority, I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter who it is. It can be the World Health Organization. It can be your own government. It can be your PTA. It can be your hockey association. It can be your state legislature. You know, um, the, those, that body is only going to be as, as, as good as the head. You know, or the, the, the head's only going to be as good as the body. And so um, with a centralized authority, it's a, it's, a, it's a fantasy, it's a kind of a delusion and bullshit because we know that the collective um, is a pretend and a false authority because it's largely to greatly unconscious. And so what we get with all of that, we're seeing this greatly with, with, with COVID in general and its general perspective is it's, it's the perfect platform for virtue signaling and for giving off the airs of, of I'm more safe than you um, collectively, you know, like, you know, um, so it's um, when we have this centralized authority that's largely unconscious, which means that they can't come to terms with their appetites, uh, with their own self indulgences, we get all of these, whether it's uh, the the CDC, whether it's the HOO, it's the UN, whether it's your you know, parliament, uh, your government, our government, whatever the shit, it doesn't terribly matter. Mayor, state, federal, it's always the same. You get a lot of people that's, that are you know, pretending that they're, they're there for the people when they haven't done the work themselves in their head. They haven't actualized their own self. So every, their, their fruit is bullshit. And it's only a matter of time for that bullshit to expose. And so um, when we're seeing, you know, w with the way that governments are handling COVID, you know, the way governments have handled cannabis, the way governments have, have handled anything um, uh, from the top down, you can see that um, it's, not, it, it's not the best way of providing services and, and governance to the people. So immediately, yeah. What about how the vast majority of us, whether we realize it or not, a lot of people tacitly consent mm -hmm. on like a spiritual basis to the simulation we're creating, co-creating, right? And and so in a way, even though the structures are very authoritarian and at times, like a lot of the time it couldn't continue without people just going along with it. Yeah, because it's it, it's it, it's exactly like this in a, in a real level <laughs> is, you know, I was going to try to write something on this because I really think it's an important distinction. Being mindful, being somebody that is full of mind and is a mindful person, what why people aren't mindful is it requires goddamn effort to be mindful, to have those tough conversations, to stand up for things that you don't feel is right. It's like you're talking about giving tacit approval. Um, during any given day, most people give nonstop tacit approval to fundamental things that go against probably their better nature or better character, but they don't want to fight. They're already either so overwhelmed with what they've got or whatever, 
So they just don't want to have that tough conversation because it requires much more effort than just pretending, minimizing it, suppressing it, exiling it, you know, escaping from it, which was what nearly everybody on the planet does is they don't want to stand face to face and have that tough conversation and examine it critically and objectively and seeing where it goes, um, which often leads into the unknown. What are the different... What are the different ways in which people escape from it? Um, well, the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that people escape and, and, it, and where they don't, they're not conscious of it, and it's unintentional. And this is where, again, it goes right back to effort is having a lot, you have to have effort with this is our neural spheres have been programmed with schematic shortcuts, which, you know, heuristics. There's a number of books out there now that cover a lot of this stuff on, on how our minds create shortcuts. So culture is what indoctrinates, installs, and instills these, these cultural schema, uh, which then produce these shortcuts. Shortcuts produce bias. And so as the more information flows in, evolutionary uh, biology can't keep up with technological exponentiality. So we can't process better. We have to filter out better. And so that's what we're, we're seeing with society because our neurospheres can't keep pace with all of this information being bombarded with us. So we filter out more and more of it and we overutilize shortcuts more and more. And so those, those shortcuts replace the human being and then people become these animated scripts because it's all shortcut. And we're in a society right now that's kind of hyper evolved to the state of most people most of the time are in this hyper state of- It's an ego. And I'm on, it's not, it, it, no, it, well, I tell you what, it, it's, it's not, cause it's, it's, this is largely done unconscious on the undercurrent. So it's almost, um, it's almost under, under the, the radar or the regard of the ego, because the ego, uh, if the ego is a tool and it can be used as a tool to, 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 to greater your, um, your power to greater your actuality. Uh, so the ego, people like to throw it under the bus. They like to elevate. They like to talk all of this shit, but really it's just another tool at our disposal and you should have a healthy ego. And so the thing is, is that most people don't have healthy egos because they haven't had that, like, like I'll keep talking about this heart to heart conversation with itself and their appetites. People about neurosis. <clears throat> um, no, I'm mostly talking about, um, most people on an individual basis can't come to full terms with their own appetites. Right. Okay. So, they, so they don't, they don't want to come to terms with lar their largely self-serving, self-indulgent, self-centered. They, they, they want what they want. And this is the ego self-centered talking and this ego, the ego wants to be validated. The ego wants to be seen. The ego wants its hunger, uh, satisfied. It, it, very simple. And this is a, a true tool and a need for us as a human being. And so if we, per, we, we pretend that we don't have all of the appetites that the ego has, dark or light, it doesn't matter what it is, the more that you pretend that you, that you are above or beyond, underneath, above uh, the appetites of the ego, uh, you will have psychological problems and then depending on the nature of 
how um, those are handled, those will create those pathologies. But what I'm mostly talking about on another hand is, is shortcuts that we as a society uh, install and instill, we download is, is de developing kids, developing de systems, cosmos systems. You know, we're, we're zero to seven years old, seven to 13 or so. We're downloading all of the schematics that are going to allow us to de defend the ego, defend the story, uh, uh, get resources, allocate resources, navigate all of these things. And so we've inherited shortcuts from our upstream providers, which will be our parents or grandparents or relatives or institutions, our culture. And so how our culture, how, to the fact that they didn't resolve what they should have resolved, it gets all passed down to us. It's so all it's like ancestral karma almost. Yeah, they're, not, they're not dealing with... Yeah, they're not dealing with just bad, bad parenting, essentially. Do well, you think we're back to this, the blind leading the blind, and this is where you, you got to just let everybody off the hook, is people don't know what they don't know. Even like good parents, um, uh, they you just don't know what you don't know. But there comes a time where you do know. There is this critical point where, and that's where the responsibility and the magnitude become even more and more and more. Once you realize that you, as a father, as an individual, is like the basis level of our existence and purpose here on earth is to get that one thing right. Like if people could just concentrate on the on getting one thing right, which in a nutshell is quit adding to the shit show and the noise. So it's like if, if you want to do your part as a human being that you can die with dignity, knowing that you fulfilled some sort of purpose that you yourself can can feel good about that nobody else can take away from you could bet you could bet everything on the fact that if if all the bullshit stopped with you like all you can look in your family's history you can look in your nation's history you can look in your uncles and your great-grandfather whoever the shit it doesn't even it doesn't even terribly matter you can look at your own evidence through your own first-hand experiences what works and what doesn't work and what is derailed uh and led uh, you down dark or meaningless tunnels and avenues and depressions and things that aren't fun, you know, for the human yeah. spirit to, to, to indulge in. And, you know, you can get to where uh, you can you kind of figure that out to the point where the only true well-being comes from this, this spring of getting it. Is, and this is Awareness, the, you mean. And it's an actualization. That's it, where it's like, I think that's where things start to open up and actualize is because once you do get that point, which is people like to, I'm here for you know, purpose and meaning and all of these things. And I'm here to serve. Uh, uh, I'm here to serve. That's the worst one. I'm here to serve or I'm here to help people or all of this shit. It is, it is a falsehood that will lead to, um, that can only lead to one, um, one point. But if you look at it, um, another kind of a different way is the more that you serve yourself to the point where you're not indulging in your own shit, you're not indulging in the same traps and the shortcuts and the pathologies that, that have previously disturbed your relationship with actual life. Right. I oh. think you're saying that we need to heal ourselves, fill our own cup up first, and 
because then we won't be effectively lashing out or whatever onto other people. Yeah, well, it's also like whatever you build, it's really simple to figure out. It, it, you, we want to, all of us are creators and developers and we want to build something. And we're going to build something. We are going to build narratives. We're going to build stories. We're going to build lives and dreams. We're going to have a collective dream and an individual dream. There's no way around that. That's why we have this beautiful place down here is to dream and to build. So why not build right from the start, which is like right now, so you have no choice in the matter whether you're 15 or 50 or 100 or doesn't matter. You got to start from the only place that you can start from, which is now. Why don't you build something with the, like on that is going to stand the test of time, which is going to be built on actual life, actual real life principles which comes from self-actualization so it's like no longer am i spending all of this time in inner conflict or external conflict battling the culture as we can clearly see where the left idea uh, ideology battles the right ideology the conservative and liberal right. they battle their ideologies and so all of that's energy it's emotional currency that's just pissed away absolutely individually collectively pissed away into the ether for absolutely no real gain other than the destruction of that ecosystem um because it isn't going to resolve what is currently unresolved so it's like that's again it goes right back to my main point what we're trying to do here is figure out within our what on our own plate what's unresolved in our own life what what is what within our own equation has rendered our our creative magic. I call it impotence. It's an effect of impotency. If you're not getting what you want out of life, if you're not producing the equities, which really means that you're not producing deep meaning and well-being on a daily basis, and you're navigating that 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 uh, that current of well-being, and you're winning, you know, you're you're sur you're surfing and you're enjoying your time and you're you're cultivating and you're rising to the occasion. I mean, that's what you should be doing. Um, so and the, how do we do this? How do we learn to... The first step is you, you have to destroy yourself. The first step in all of this... Destroy is, the full self. Well, you have to destroy the narrative, the culture that you've enveloped yourself in. And so you can think of it in this way is that uh, until you've done all of the work, you're obviously unconscious and you're unactualized because there's a critical mass point. It's just like turning on a light switch off and on or boiling water or freezing water. There's it, it, a critical point that happens in this equation where this becomes that. And so self-actualization is this in a way, yet it, it, it kind of runs different layers. But the first part is, is realizing that, because again, you, you start out, you don't know what you don't know. So you don't realize you are enveloped in this cultural skin that has replaced what I would call your aliveness, your authentic self, the, what you're trying to get to. So because you had no choice in the matter, from zero to seven, from womb to seven, from seven to 13, reinforce the rest of the life, because nobody showed you, nobody told you, nobody was, there was nobody to show the way, it, only the error was there to show the way of what not to do. So we didn't know any better. And so we envelop ourselves with this 
false skin of culture and ideology. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's not that parts of it aren't true. Um, it's, it's that as a totality, what happens is the culture and the skin takes over the being that's there. Ah. It, and they can't tell the difference over, you know, after repeating the same behavior, you don't know what you don't know. And all of a sudden you don't realize, you don't realize that you're living a cultural lie. And yet you don't also realize the extent and magnitude of living that lie. Right. So the first step is realizing something's off and then starting to define yourselves in terms rather than society in individual terms in some way once you've got an individual way of interpreting yourself then you can start to relate yourself to other people i mean <laughs> it's, hard. It, 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 it's really hard in a way and this is why so few actually um um uh, achieve this kind of uh, i would say state of mind because it is so it is really difficult because in one way, it's like ripping off a band-aid. And so um, where we are in society right now, uh, when you do um, when you do the work, so when you do realize hey, it's not something that something's not right here, let me explore this. And then it, it becomes this to me, it, I, I can I guess I can only speak from my um, experience, but I think it, it's universal. I think it's like this with everything, with everybody. I think it's just the nature of the, the like a metamorphosis in a way is you 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 have this feeling that something's not right um but what happens it's like i was talking about it what requires effort is to start to explore that because it's obviously easier not to explore it because it requires less effort it's already there so why explore what you've already uh closed the book on you know what yes what religions do they close the book on things so why what what would it be within somebody? Why would they want to uh, to really spend a lot of time uh, figuring out what's not quite right? And then that that again, this is a kind of a desire too. Something that's just not right. I'm kind of curious about it. Let's explore it. Then that exploration turns into more of a kind of a flame passion of like, wow, I want to understand something here. And then in order to kind of get uh, to the heart of things, you gotta, it requires, um, you know, um, it requires a, a, a different type of, um, of uh, I'm gonna say, um, I don't know how to explain it. It, it. It's very scary. Let's just put it that way. When, when you are at the point where you're willing and you've you've had you you're willing to 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 uh, give it all up, um, and to really not give it wordplay, but to really give up all of your shit that you can never go back to. You can't go back to that story and that narrative. You can't go back to the right. bullshit reality. When you truly can't go back, it's terrifying for the person. It's terrifying. Yeah, definitely. Um, the question, what I'm wondering is though, that what happens if people take different red pills. Like one person will try to make sense of everything once they're, they're 
stop taking the blue pill. And they're like, okay, this is how I make sense of it. But another person looks into different things and they make sense of things in a different way with a different lens. And then they start, because they're angry and they're actually starting to fight rather than passive, because they're angry that things are so fucked and they can tell something's fucked up. Then they start fighting over what the real truth is. So the next step is to move beyond fighting over which red pill is true, maybe. Yeah, it's all to me. It all it all funnels down to the same red red pill. The the reality is is anybody's anger. All this anger is it's projected anger. The anger only comes from the self, not um, not showing up. It's like all of our anger is all kind of in a way. It's all a falsehood and a delusion. It's all. Um, it's like kind of comes down to this you can't throw stones in glass houses none of us can no matter who you are no matter where you get or what you do so it's like all the anger that people have for the left or the right or the government or their parent it doesn't matter just name your who you hate or who you blame uh that's that's where your your the real work has to begin because you have to realize it's you Anger is nothing more than an inability to articulate energy. So the better you get, this is universal, the better you, we get at articulating our emotional currency, which anger is frustration because you can't complete a circuit. The only reason you can't complete a circuit is because you don't have the pathways to articulate your emotional currency. Okay, so someone's frustrated. Why would they be, why would they not be able to finish a circuit? They wouldn't be able to finish the circuit because uh, there's a couple of reasons. A, the uh, usually it's because there's an immaturity. So let's say like a kid, like a young kid, like my son, who who gets mad over uh, wanting a toy or whatever, he, he can't articulate. He can't say, "Dad, go grab me the dinosaur from the shelf." So he gets all bo- upset. Ah, nah, he's he's using grunts and groans and say a dino this that and he's. He's, he's frantic, he's, he's passionate and angry because he can't articulate his desire. Hey dad, I want the dinosaur on the shelf. Can you please get that for me? And the better that, if you think about it, you can think about anything in your life. Um, you, it, it comes down to language, really. This is what I've learned too, is it the one and only way to articulate our anger, our frustration, our passions, our desires is through language. It's through, it's through our inner dialogue that we have with ourselves and everyone around us. Because you, it's, this is what starts with the questions. Okay. Why are you angry? Why are you depressed? Why are you here? Why are you there? You're, is it about you being understood? Depression. Is it about being understood? It, I think it goes deeper than that because you know being understood is, is like an impossibility. And I think right. it's a far-fetched and I think it's a form of validation. What I think we're always looking for here is apprehension. Understanding isn't apprehension. Uh, apprehending is is a it's a whole different thing. So you confusion know. is the source of anger and frustration. Confusion, um, and it's not just it, it, uh, chaos, confusion, um, immaturity. What immaturity. is immaturity? I know it sounds obvious, but what is it? Immaturity would be exactly like, um, I look at it as there's not enough nodes that have come to connectivity and not lit up yet. So immaturity is that the connectivity 
has not developed to a critical mass. And we can look at this very simple with our own neurospheres of children. And so when you have a small child, uh, A, they can't articulate themselves. Their risk reward systems are not remotely developed. There's all sorts of these things that don't develop until you're about 25, 16, 20, 25. So different parts of our own neurosphere develop. And until they develop fully, we can't, we don't have the ability to articulate and navigate um, and, and, and um, harness our power in the way that it is because of one thing. The connectivity is not there. The physicality, the nodes, the mathematics, the logic, the connectivity is not there yet. It's just like water doesn't become wet until there's enough H2O molecules that connect. Once it's about understanding um, and making sense of things to a certain point where you can actually... Okay, so something's happening. Then there's there's a se sequence of logical steps, but you can't get to a point where you can feed back into it and then move to the next loop. And maybe we learn through a series of loops. And if we can't do it, we just uh, it's well, like it, frazzles it's, and starts again. It, for me, it's really I boil it down where I think it's it, it, it's really simple to me now. Is I look at it as as relevancy versus irrelevancy and resolution versus chaos and bullshit. So I think if we look at it uh, in a very simple way is in our relationships, in our lives, in our own inner dialogue, in what we're doing on a daily basis, are we, are we resolving what has currently been unresolved? So all of the things that are clearly not relating well in your life, no matter what it is, are you resolving those, those relationships, inner and, because it's extended, inner and outer, are you resolving um, that which you're able to, to pinpoint is unresolved? And so this is where all of your real value and meaning that nobody could ever take away from you. Nobody on earth can pull this rug from underneath you. So if you're going, you look in your environment, whether it's your family, whether it's your job, what, it doesn't matter what it is. You can go in there and go, okay, what's not working here? You know, or take yourself, take a personal profile. What's clearly not working here? I've lived 20 years, I've lived 30 years, I've lived 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. I've done pretty well. I've done really shitty. I've done whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. You can clearly write down a whole checklist uh, the more ruthless you get, the more authentic you get, the more time you spend, the more that this the, the list will come into to fruition. And so you go, here's all the stuff that's unresolved. Here are the things that um, I clearly don't know and don't understand. I don't have a clear um, apprehension and, and, uh, of what's going on here. And so like with most people, it's very, very obvious that most people don't have a clear con a, a connection with a core and apprehension with the self. Like what is really happening here? What can you bet your fucking bottom dollar on that nobody, nobody, no central authority, no individual, no claim to fame, shuckster can, can take from you. And the only thing nobody can take from you is that you're able to identify what's fucking unresolved in my life. What's not clear in my own inner picture. And then how can I spend and learn to spend is much mindful time and presence on resolving that horseshit 
that is on my plate that everyone else will have to deal with. My kids will deal with, my coworkers will deal with, my wife, my spouse, my like everybody else deals with the mountain of our unresolved bullshit. And so to the degree that I just resolve my own shit, I know that no matter what anybody's telling me, I'm doing my part because it's the only it's the only way that I as an individual can look outside myself and go, am I doing good here? Am I, because you, you're always having to bounce an echo off uh, the, the, the canvas to see where your bearings are. And we're always looking to go, am I wasting, again, am I pissing my time away? Am I wasting my fucking time? Or am I really spending my time wisely? And most people, they're not going to tell you, they don't know the difference. Are you spending your time wisely? Are you not? Can you articulate how that is so? What are you? How do you know? Because, I mean, you might say, what, never have a leisure. Actually, that's a question. Actually, this is something I've been grappling with. Um, How much of leisure is just escapism that isn't really what you want to be doing? Is creativity maybe more what people want to do? Well, I think when you get, when you, when it truly lights up, there is no difference. Like, yeah, there, yeah, been, yeah. There, there, there is no difference in, in any of that. Whereas I think that, again, I think the only way to truly enjoy the material world and the material uh, things that everybody is all in their lower tier appetites are always desiring, the only way to truly enjoy anything is to be in this state of mindful presence and self-actualization. Otherwise, it's just like a heroin junkie or a sugar junkie or any of somebody like, you know, like if there's no mindful presence and you're just enjoying all of these low life desires, it, you're just, you're hungry, your desire, hungry, desire, it's this endless cycle of insatiability. And so I think when, when um, you know, when people are exploring those experiences with, with what I call low life desires that are never um, satisfied, there's always, it's always something else. Um, when you are within that unconscious model, it, it's, it, again, it's, it's a model for hell because it's, it's, this, it's this hole you can never fill. Yeah. You know, they'll talk to a heroin addict. They'll tell you all about it. Yeah. You know, why not, if you want a happiness, why not? Um, and this is what most people are searching for is they, they, they think they want well-being, but what they're searching for is happiness and comfortable certainty so that they um, can, you know, know that everything's going to be A-OK. And, you know, part of this whole equation here, too, is realizing that you're never going to, you're never going to know. And nobody, like, though the cosmos and life or God or mind or whatever, it doesn't matter what you think you're, you're, you're after. It's just like I wouldn't. If I was at the top of the chain, I wouldn't give you what you're after because it's not the point. You know, you're never going to get, you're never going to get that answer. You're never going to get that, that, that whatever you think that eyewitness self-evident testimony, you know, that aliens coming down and, you know, God coming from the sky or whatever people think is going to give them that peace of mind ain't fucking coming, ain't coming. It only comes through the work. It only comes through the work of the self. And that's when you have a relationship with the cosmos here. Then that's when you realize, holy shit, no wonder. You're never going to get the answer. but You, you don't get it unless you earn it. Because the external reality reflects what's going on the side, right? 
hundred percent. It's also this it's all the old Christian parable of seek and you shall find. It's absolutely that. So it's like even if it, that's what I try to tell people too, because it's not this whole one-up game. Like everybody gets to get into this woke culture, and it's all woke culture is all bullshit. What people have to understand, because it's like this double-edged sword. Everybody's gonna get it when they're gonna get it. But we're also running out of fucking time. Like this game is set up to be exponential and accelerated. So we're, we are we are really running out of time for people to come online. But but also people are going to get it when they get it. So like when things when when people are lights are meant to turn on, they turn on. You 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 work and you can only do you. But yet it it's almost like um, you know like I. I people call it grace in a way or or uh the cosmos and life knows what it's doing it's unfolding things right on time and so we like to get worked up about where we think we are how what we think why we want things on our terms and so that's why everything why we suffer is because we want everything on our terms we think we should be somewhere where we're not but if we're here, we're here. We can fight up until reality unfolds. Now, I could fight up till now, but now is now. Now I gotta accept reality. Reality unfolded. So reality knows what the fuck it's doing. It, it's leading us to enhanced states of resolution. That's what re, that's what the cosmos does. That's why we do what we do. We are microcosm for the macrocosm. Right. We are all trying to resolve what is currently unresolvable. That's why our technologies go from black and white Grady TVs to plasma 4K, hyper, ever uh, more res resolute uh, images. So on the macro scale, how do you solve the unresolvable? Well, that's what it's exactly what's happening right now. Um, what I consider... Um, I don't know, what is actually here, which is mine to me. Whether you want to call it God, whether you want to call it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Divinity, even it doesn't matter. It's doing the same thing we are doing. So to the degree that, because we're like little nodes, we're like little mycelium networks for greater cosmos that are nested within greater cosmos that are weaving within the greater cosmos. To the degree that we make the unconscious conscious the greater mind becomes more conscious. So right. when you become more conscious and I become more conscious, that's what, that's what lights up the greater mind. And you could look at it like, like you. It's like when, if you have a family and your kids start getting things that they currently weren't getting, like start to talk. As a father or a mother, or a mother you're gonna, you're, you, you, you generate feelings of well-being because you're, you see that your offspring go from immature in darkness and unconsciousness to light. Yeah, it's it's a elation and a sense of well, you feel lighter for it. And that's a rising frequency, right? It's a it's and it's a it's one that you can feel naturally. It's not a forced or a make-believe feeling. And that's what we're trying to get here to is trying to separate these real feelings from make-believe feelings too. Yeah. So I am aware that there's the correspondence between the macro and the micro and so, in a sense, finding more unity within you and your different aspects or whatever 
will help. And I'm also aware, interestingly, even very recently there have been trends, for example, politically with um with libertarianism, for example, where there's this idea of libertarian unity, where they're actually trying to actually work together with people on the libertarian left and other people in their movement instead of just like squabbling. And that seems like quite a good sign. And it all seems to be starting to happen this year. Mm -hmm. And things like that seem like a step in the right direction to me. What do you think? Yeah, well, it... um... It, it comes to this um, it, it, it comes to this point to where again from all chaos and all destruction comes a greater resolution uh, but the thing is this is where our, where our society um, has to wake up uh, to the to this deal is um, like I keep saying we're kind of running out of time here um, with things uh, so, and it kind of goes right back to what I was talking about right in the beginning of this whole uh, pod is the idea of centralized authority versus decentralized authority. And so what um, I think people are going to start to realize is we can have our cake and eat it to the left and right, um, up or down, it doesn't terribly matter, left or right ideologies um, that have their good points can be served through the decentralized merit, kind of uh, meritocratic uh, service the, the deliverance system that blockchain can actually deliver. You can go check out some of these uh, metaverses that have created blockchain DAOs. It's a way of uh, that they're people that develop and who are passionate about their, their communities and their development, a way of governing the future of their environment. Right. And Do you so, think... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think they want to... The elites want to co-opt blockchain technologies and cryptos because they know that it's a decentralizing force and they lose their power the more decentralized things are. The, the unconscious power, that, the power that be, um, they, yeah, again, everything to me is understood uh, uh, by the unconscious uh, to greater and lesser degrees. So that's why like with cannabis or with psychedelics or with uh, blockchain cryptocurrency, just like this point you're saying, any specific substance or medium or even person that can disrupt uh, even the idea of a centralized authority um, becomes very problematic, becomes very, um, because you got to look at it too, as it runs counter to our entire civilization, the way of doing things, which has always been a centralized uh, perspective. So, what you do you know? think of GameStop? I could, yeah, that could that would take a whole podcast in above itself. Um, it, it it's interesting on so many levels that, like, again, yeah, I could get into it for forever. But what um, what it does, you know, what it does show on a couple of levels is. Um, it's it, it's got it's such a mixed bag. That's why I, I really like the topic a lot because it involves technology, involves community, but it also involves large, largely unconscious um, people that um, that are going to only get hurt from it. And so now, I, you know, like I've always been an investor. I've always been economic and financially minded. So I've been deep into investing since I was. I mean, before I could even walk, 
Um, and so, and I've grown up in the, in the environment and I've done cryptocurrency since Bitcoin was first started. Um, and so it's interesting to me, it's also, again, it's like a lot of these are good things, is we're starting to see more people who would never, ever like trade stocks or to start to invest or to even have build any sort of financial literacy, you know, like, the, like people are becoming more and more turned on average retailers end users, retail workers are people who would never, who haven't grown up from that environment. Um, and, and again, it's like this, right? Well, talking about with this mentorship, nobody's been mentoring um, a financial and economic responsibility and how to manage equities and how to do all of these things. And so, you know, with this Wall Street bets and with this GameStop and all of this, is you got a lot of naive, immature, young, unconscious people who may or may not enjoy success but predominantly and largely because they have, they're immature and haven't done the work and they're immature, they're going to lose. And it, it, in my opinion too, it, it, it could lose the little opportunity that it had to disrupt a greater system. Um, and also to change a, a system that's clearly um, corrupt, tilted and not in the best interest of anybody because not even the people that are running it because things have to get more equitable across the board or even the people who are tilting the tables aren't going to uh, aren't going to enjoy things so it's like we got to figure something out and that's where decentralized are you saying lies. are you saying the people who tilted it are you saying the actual brokers who try to like short it and well thwarted by that Reddit, that subreddit, are the immature ones? Are you seeing the people who tried to directly block? Oh, well, it's it, it, the the people the the real yeah the people that really predominantly use Robinhood, the retail end users, the people that started to follow that movement. When I say immature, it's because they've never been. It's like for most of them, it's the first time they ever opened they ever opened up Robinhood, uh, or they ever opened up a financial uh, account or a legacy account. Right, like but isn't there a good thing? going on and that people are actually realizing the power that they actually have and acting on it rather than just being passive it only if it's that's what i'm talking about where it's at this state it's immature and it's obvious it's immature because you go look at uh what's happening right now is a lot of the people uh are losing their ass and i think that you know that movement because it's a decentralized movement. There's nobody that's leading it. It's just a bunch of people there that are saying they're fighting for the, it goes right back to my, my basic thought. To the degree that all these people do the work on themselves and don't bullshit themselves and don't say that they're out there for their, uh, to help their brother, to help their, we're all in this together. Uh, the biggest con man that can get people uh, moved is, hey guys, we're in this together. And so I've never seen a movement in my entire life where we've been in this together. It's always been a, a seed of good thing. And then the unconscious wrecks it because people can't come to terms with what's going on fast enough to actually harness the energy of uh, transformation. Right. That's what I, I fear right now it's gonna happen is there's an opportunity here uh, to harness the good um, and, to, and for people to truly work together, but it, it will only resolve to the degree that the people do the individual work nest like in their own oh, head. Yeah, that makes sense. 
yeah. So again, we have 90%, 98% of the people, no matter what the model is, they're all, they all, everybody thinks they're doing good for their fellow. We're out there, but they're, you know, you're, if you examine it objectively, you're probably not. What does you're, it look like? What would it look like if it really was people who've resolved their internal issues, their internal shit, and are working together? It, 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 it's super simple. Uh, first of all, it's just like anybody relating well in a relationship. People are going to ask questions. So you're going to, you will, in, a, in any sort of environment, if you go look at any sort of, doesn't matter whether it's a bulletin board, whether it's a Facebook page with a comment, are, are there attacks? Are there ad hominem attacks? Are there anything that is, is, uh, because the way I look at this too, it goes right back to what I keep saying about being irrelevant or, or irrelevant. If you go look at most people post or most people talk or most people do, it's only about you. You're just saying you're bullshit. So you could, you're, you're, you're projecting it as, oh, I'm on the side of good. I'm on the side of right. I'm, my game's more interesting than your game. I'm on the side of good. Yet really, your whole spiel is only about fucking you. And so most people, most of the time, if you examine anything like these causes and scauses and you start to examine people who are community thought leaders and shit, it's like to the degree they did the, done the work in their head will be the falsehood or the, the grand, you know, the good thing that they build. So if, if you've done the work and you, you've really, you're there to fucking do business, which is resolve the unresolved. If you got a group of people in a, on a team, 10 people that are all willing to work, that have done the work and they're willing to now focus their personal currency on problem solving, which is resolving, which is currently unresolvable, they are going to relate night and day different than a group of 10 people that have, to the other various degrees, haven't done the work. They're gonna ask questions. They're gonna entertain things. They're gonna be fearless. Their communication is going to be very clear, but kind and compassionate and coherent. It's going right. to be straightforward. It's not going to go here one way and then back the next. It might be layered as many things are layered, but the people will be able to articulate it straightforward and reasonably. What you're going to, what you would see in that way is reason and logic. And you will see the lack of emotion, even though you may see paths of passion and enthusiasm, which is a proper creative emotion, you know, like emotion should be harnessed and used. It shouldn't be used to beat each other down or beat our own self down. Enthusiasm is a fuel, you know, so people should be enthusiastic. And they, it, the only way you're gonna be enthusiastic is if you're on the right pathway, which is, we're here to resolve some shit, guys. We're not here to, 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 to play these, um, you know, the, the one-up games or the power struggle games or for me to, to look like I'm the, the guy in the room that knows the most or I'm the guy in the room that's a contrary and I'm the person you need to follow now. If you go yeah. look at any good movement, you know, anybody that's worth their fucking salt is going to highly qualify what they're doing to, to, uh, to a certain degree, you know, and that's what you're going to see with people that really are have their shit together, there will be an absolute, the biggest attribute you'll see is a 
a, a complete discredit of, of, um, of uh, again, of, 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 their, of, of their claim to anything, like of, of, their, of, their, of their being of self-importance, I guess that would be. Like their creativity is of self-importance, you know? That makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So how can we help other people to do that in a work? I think the big thing, you know, without the proper things in place right now, you know, I think for the, for, for most people, all this stuff sounds so simple and that's what makes it so hard because what's easy to do is just as easy not to do. And it's, it's usually not, it's a lot easier not to do it, but, but for those that are, uh, seeking and the lights have come on and they've got some traction i would suggest um there's practice there's practical practices but people can talk philosophy and all this bullshit the cows come home but it doesn't do anything for the fellow person so you have to have tangible things that people can do so the first tangible thing that people uh have to accept and understand and then they can practice what's called stalking the self which means hey you've got to um accept the fact that every single thing you see outside yourself is within yourself and is a part of you. So even if you, whatever you, you're judging or saying that, um, ooh, is bad in another human being, you gotta realize it's in you too. You aren't any different. So you, you have to realize that every single thing that you witness that you don't like, that you blame outside yourself, you have to realize that is part of your poisonous projection. And so you start with stalking yourself. So when you start, you got to start somewhere. So when those feelings come up, oh, Trump is a dirtbag piece of shit, he, whatever. Okay, you need to slow down and go, okay, start to stalk your own self. How, identify what the breakdown is there. You know, okay, you say the guy's on, 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 he's not trustworthy, he's, he's um, dishonest. Okay, well, everybody's dishonest. So start to, instead of projecting those anger, blame feelings out there, start to identify them. Start to go inward and go, okay, stop the self. Why am I angry about this shit? Because our natural state should be a cord. It should be like water. It should be like we should be able to move through any substance unhindered by any obstacle. It's only when right. we become ruffled by um, things we don't understand where we start to we start to fucking uh, have a, a, a friction with uh, the the relate you know with the cosmos. The more that we can um, start to really get to the heart of the matter, the more that we're going to be steady. The more that we're going to be able to help uh, resolve things. Okay, though I've heard that a lot of people are making progress. I can see signs of it as well, like making progress within the work, partly because of just how more chaotic it's gotten. So maybe more catalyst for more chaos is actually part of what helps. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's destruction. It's like the nature of Shiva is, um, you know, again, this is why I keep saying all of this is exactly on time. It's all of this is the perfect for anybody to think that like, like the cosmos doesn't have a greater purpose. It's just, it's a complete lack of understanding. The and it's also it's in the it's in many of the ancient allegories of like even within the Christian mythology with the wine press and there's always these 
this this allegory and metaphor for the wine press. What is what does the wine press mean? What is what is what are they trying to talk about with the wine press? And the wine press squeezes fruit. You're either gonna have sour grapes or you're gonna have spiritual effervescence. You're going to have wine. You're gonna have fine wine, or you're gonna have fucking sour grapes. And the only way you start to test the fruit is through the press, is through the fucking fire, through the through the chaos, through hell. And so again, it's it's self-evident. The only way you're gonna really test whether you're worth a shit. Is, is, is how well you walk through hell, how well you walk through fire. Because again, anybody can say nice things and anybody can, can, can coast through the day and be comfortably certain as long as they're not disturbed. As long as things are okay, then, then you can keep those that comfortably certain state of mind. Um, it's own, which, is, which is bullshit. In uh, so many people, they've lived really uh, wonderfully mundane lives of never being disrupted for whatever reason, you know, sometimes that's the way that it's mathematically kind of just distributed, but everybody at some point in time will get put through the wine press in one way, one way or another. Um, and it's the only way that, again, a, a living a life down here on earth is an allegory for the wine press is how well we face the fire of our own existence is, you know, it's, it's how well we're going to do, you know, what we do from here on out, you know, it's what's wrapped up in the, uh, the, the um, Egyptian, you know, uh, uh, Book of the Dead and, and the, the whole Egyptian mythology is, you know, they weigh your heart against the feather of Mayat, which is justice. And so all of this goes right back to this whole same thing is you're weighing your, what did you resolve here? And so if your heart's heavy, if your heart's heavy, it's going to weigh heavy and you're going to be eaten. Right. By the the, Does that, that test happen many times in your life? Um, I think, again, it, it's like this, and everything's like this in a way, the micro macro are the yeah. same kind of continuum. So obviously we have one death, but we also sleep at night. So we also have micro deaths. And so even, months and well, every frame, every single frame, like even right now, two seconds ago, they're dead. They're not alive. There's, we only have this frame. So even just one, two, three, three seconds of frames ago, they're dead. There's Are you sure it's not all a moment? Just, huh? What if time's an illusion and it's all just the same moment? It, well, it is in a way. It is. It, well, it, it is in a way. Duration is just a... Um, we have to have duration down here in this material. Because realm. we get... Oh, yeah, there's reasons. Yeah. We get yeah, change, we in it, but it slows down so it's more meaningful for us. Well, it's it's it, you have to have it like frozen, dense, material, physical, so we can do work. So we can right. enjoy, enjoy, explore, build, <clears throat> create, you know, without material density, without cohesion, without bot, which is embodiment, which is the essence of everything. Without embodiment, without materialism, there is no... There is no exploration. There is no consciousness. There is no. Um, there is no anything. 
or at least at this stage of things, maybe <clears throat> a certain level of ascension, like it becomes meaningless. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there's 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 different again. There's different higher state realms that don't need the name the same requisite environments, the environmental um, um, fundamentals or ten, uh, tendencies. And so it's obviously you just think we evolved. Uh, and we will evolve. This will happen. This is what we'll see with neural linking going further into this. Is you're going to see that we can be downloaded into a solid state ecosystem. We're going to be able to be downloaded into virtual reality uh, environments and avoid death, given somebody doesn't pull the plug on that. And so when we're able to show that our own state of consciousness, our own what we consider our ecosystem or a broadcast or whatever, can be somehow transferred into a different state of body and also learn to interact within different environments that aren't physical, which we will. We're already becoming indoctrinated to that. That's what we're doing here with all of our technologies and our handouts. And right, all but isn't that just an imitation of the real way it's done, which is spiritually? Hmm. Well, you look at it as, as, as close as this is what you're seeing right now. You're starting to see it with virtual reality and quantum processing. The fact, the closer that we get, uh, you know, the more that our technology is doing what it's doing, we're finding out that we're emulating the cosmos. We're emulating the higher state technologies because all we are, we're in an immature state. Like we are immature to a higher state. Again, time is immaterial. Time and the environment's immaterial. So we are just in this immature state that will mature and evolve and metamorphosize and transmutate. It will go to other levels of, uh, of existence. Um, so it's, uh, but what you'll see on each level is, again, it's, it's as above, so below, is what happens here happens everywhere. So it's like, with a mind, our minds are cosmoses. The internet is a mind. All is mind. We're individually a, mo a monad. We're a node. We're a neuron in a greater mind. It's energy fields within energy fields within energy fields. Yep. And it's all the same energy field. And so just because we're a small monad, we are the universe. We are the cosmos. Society is like that too, right? I mean, it, yeah, like. And to me, this is like the, the pinnacle. What, what if you, to me, this is what has to be under, apprehended as a point of actualization. Is you is and you can't. This is where I say you can't intellectually get there. You can't. You can understand. Like if I, if I laid it all out and you heard even my words and you understood it. The lights wouldn't come on. It comes on a different fucking way. But you can understand it, and you can you can think that you're getting there, but it doesn't get there until it's 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 apprehended. And by that meaning is what changed it for me fundamentally by being very intellectual and I can understand it was very intellectual. But what changed it for me was was when and it wasn't an understanding. This is where I was kind of go back to this idea, which I would have thought was insane. It's this idea of grace from the cosmos. Like we don't, we come kicking and screaming, but for whatever reason, 
It's like the cosmos knows that you mean business and it opens up for you. And it, 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 it gives you this knowledge in a relate like like this this deep knowledge like let's talk about like we're all connected right. to the same mind and so once you understand that my brothers outside myself are not external they're not my enemies there's no one to blame i don't have i do, you're not out there and i'm in here it's all in here and we're all out there we're all part of the same mind and so if whatever i do to you I do to myself and the, and the cosmos knows it. So if I bullshit you or I try to pull one over on you, you're pulling one over on yourself. The cosmos knows it knows like, why are you doing that? It's like when, when the cosmos knows that you mean business, it opens up more of what's already right. So you do enough of the inner work and essentially the universe is like, all right, I'm giving you a download or I'm going to, give you just that high awareness or maybe it's gnosis i'm not sure but i could i look at it it's like a circuit the way i i, I look at it we have a state of discord and then we have a state of accord and i look at it like a light switch so you go into a room and the light is off that's a state of discord it's dark there's no light in that room why is there no light in that room because Three points on that circuit are not complete. The switch that completes the circuit is dormant. It's not alive. It's not on. Two states, dormant, alive. So right now there's a state of darkness. The only way for that light to come on is for that third point to flick up. And the energy is allowed to complete the circuit. And all of a sudden the lights come on. And now uh, you've got aliveness and light. And how do you, right. So how do you get that switch? Well, it's, it's when you start, I think when you, again, like the cosmos knows just like you know. So when you're done bullshitting and you're never done. Honesty then being honest with yourself about something or realizing. Well, it's absolutely. It's like when you, it's a true seeking. So you, when you've had enough of enough, and, and you're, you really, you, you know, you really want to, um, again, you want to have an honest conversation with yourself. You have an honest conversation with the cosmos. So it's like you're, you're having a conversation with life. And to the degree that you're bullshitting it, to the degree I won't listen. But the second you start going, I'm ready, it's going to open up and it creates a relationship. So now there's a cord where there was discord because you were full of shit. And it knew that you weren't ready yet. You were just trying to, you like, oh, here you are again with your 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 prayers or pleads for blah 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 blah. But really, it's still another scam or whatever it is. It's like when it knows you're full of shit, it it doesn't create uh, a a a relationship, an accord. But yet, when there's an accord, this is where you know, like a lot of the states of, of gnosis. And what people did back in the day, that's what they, they dedicated their whole lives to, is to being so ruthlessly uh, honest and deep and authentic with themselves, is that's why, again, going on, you know, in a cave or going on walkabout or going getting away for a while um, is, can be a good thing, is because you need some of that, cultivate some of that disconnection to start, you know, working um, 
uh, having the power and the ability to start working on that stuff. Um, yeah. Right. So I guess part of it is that we shove junk into our minds in a way that makes it harder to actually well, clear it's like, up. It's worse than that. Is you, we, we downloaded, we installed and instilled programming just the way that we do with our phones and computers from our upstream providers, which was television, media, mom, dad, grandparents, aunts, uncles, institutions, school teachers, zero to seven, seven to 13. All of that is downloaded like apps. And it creates your culture. Your culture is your operating system, like Windows or Apple or Android. Yet that's how you function. That's how you protect. That's how you think you've got to navigate. All of those schema that you were downloaded are lies and falsehoods and bullshit. So because the people that developed those apps and did all that, they didn't know any better either. So you have to first start to flush out all of the cultural indoctrination at the culture. You have got to look at the culture and dissolve it all. This is why, you know, again, I'm a big proponent for psychedelics because to me, it's the only thing I found that can actually, in one session, change the whole ballgame like that. Um, and really, I think it's the, you know, it's what's the most necessary because it actually dissolves the, the neural ruts that you know, once you once you started at 13, 14, 15, 16, start playing your games, the same games your parents played, same games that you saw on television play, you start to reinforce them like ruts in the snow. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, reward, reward, boot, operate conditioning, you start to just calcify these pathways. So by the time that you're unhappy as fuck because your 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 games didn't get you to where you wanted to go at 20, 30, and 40 you're depressed and unhappy, you, you, you don't know where to go from there. It's because of your inability to relate well with yourself and all those around you is what, why you don't produce the economics and equities in your life. Why you don't have the things in your life to your heart, your mind's desire is because you haven't related well with yourself. If you related well with yourself, you would be able to relate well with everybody around you and you would lead them into building great things. Because that's what inspires people is the articulation of inspirational things. Other question. If you are starting to unravel the bullshit, will you look like to people who haven't done that yet, like you're going crazy? The same. Uh, the, the, uh, the thing, <clears throat> it's almost like... Um, to most people, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's only when um, it's like the kind know their kind. Uh, once uh, it it uh, it's really hard for other people to to, and that's where what what uh, you know what I would co I, what I would tell people on their individual experience is when you're going through real transformation, you're on this pathway is you do have to realize because it's all part of it is don't expect anyone to see it and don't expect anyone to get it and don't expect anyone to be there for you and don't expect anyone to support you in fact what's going to happen when likely 
all of your loved ones and the ones around you because they're fighting the exact same battle and all they want to do is pull you down to their comfortably certain gravity the same way that you're doing it is so you're not going to get anything from there either so it's like society when you're doing this is why it's so hard right now to actually not become part of this bullshit woke culture or this bullshit occupy culture or this bullshit cancel culture or this bullshit whatever it's so difficult for people to really, really dig is because there's no space for them to do so because everyone around you um, uh, is trying to do the same thing, but it's so difficult and no one's supporting them. So nobody can tell up from down or what's woke from not woke and from people that are really, the people in, in companies that really give a shit to, oh, you're just like everybody else. Yeah, at least though, previously, the situation was that no one questioned the bullshit and everyone was up to a point stable in the bullshit and it was all commonly agreed and the generations, everyone just agreed on it, more or less. I mean, there's big shakeups, but it's it's only now with the situation where almost the majority of people are in this chaotic state of painful i guess it's like they're painfully taking off that band-aid but um it's in slow motion you know you gotta look at it like this here too is you know this is what i used to have to i would go on about with the internet because i really believe you know we really the people that built the internet really did care about liberty and enlightenment because it you, you, and this is where I think courage and leadership really comes into play here is because with the internet, with connecting everyone, uh, with bringing higher states of consciousness and awareness to not just the chosen few, uh, but to everyone, you have to connect everyone. And when you connect everyone, it's like having a schizophrenic, like a, a dozen schizophrenics in your living room every day. And so when you haven't done the work and found stable ground in your own head, uh, and no one has, and you're you're a schizophrenic, and everyone around you is a schizophrenic. Because look at Facebook feeds, or look at Twitter feeds, or look at your news feeds. It's a form of schizophrenia. Everyone's got their own polarizing uh, aspect, a point of view, and it all creates this total holistic perspective. So if you go take anybody, everyone will give their own little what they think is a sacred aspect or perspective on some bullshit point and if you get enough comments they're going to build this totality of a whole perspective and so um uh i've got my fucking train of thought there but right so there's this whole people create this whole construct with other people who agree enough and then they they fight with it if one construct fights another one, and just like a it's also about like, um, you know, like back, I guess, back to my original point was we had to connect everyone, and so in order to get to our our, our, our end our our end game, which is liberty and enlightenment for all, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's what I believe it is as for the cosmos, because without it, it's just darkness. It's all it's going to be. So you have to connect it. Got to connect everyone. All right. Well, you know, with connecting everyone, you're going to bring in all of the Horseshit, which means various states of immaturity in the psychological development. Like somebody from the Sudan 
or uh, Colombia is not going to be on the same economic, psychological, social, evolutionary maturity level as somebody that is an intellectual MIT grad from from New York or you know from like that everybody's on the same page. Now we brought everyone to the same library, and so we have to um, we have to now start to a realize that we are in this schizophrenic chaotic environment where everyone is saying everything from every angle, you know, left, right, it's always, so every, everything seems in a state of chaos and where, where people aren't cooperating. So now we're in that, we're in that state. Now from that state, which is also unresolved. So with chaos and, and discord, we have darkness and chaos. So now it's up to us there's no other way it's like if we don't connect everyone and then we don't resolve and get everybody on the same page we're all fucked if we didn't connect everyone we're all fucked you there's only one way out of this connecting everyone getting the critical mass on the same page of what is truly worth fighting for what's truly worth building a life in a country and an economic system for all of these basic questions will have to be answered in the next five to 10 years, if that. And to the degree that we answer it will be the degree of our, not just our, you know, our survival, but obviously our well-being. Yeah, but I'm optimistic because I, I'm seeing signs that more and more people are waking up. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, all I can really do is do the inner work, I guess, because I know I'm not like there yet. I'm in the process of it. And there's probably, there's, I'm sure there's bullshit that I haven't like it's, uncovered with myself, you know, just everyone. The one thing that, you know, nobody told, nobody told me and uh, what I believe is a universal truth is there is a point. I really believe there's a critical point of um, self-actualization. And so there is a point where you're, you're greatly dark and then you're turned on night and day. Like to me, from my experience, it was literally like the earth shit, like completely night and day. And it came from that perspective, being feeling separate to, I get it, not separate. We're, it's that simple from I'm separate to I'm part of this greater cosmos. That's the mind. I'm not separate, nothing separate for me. So it goes from feeling isolated, separate, and alone to um, uh, I, I got it. And Did so, you get it intellectually, but feel isolated for a while and before you actually got it in the other sense? Well, it, it's it's different because once you do get it um, from the cosmotic sense, um, it's just like this. It's just like when you've spent your whole life relying on unconscious ways of relating like our cliches that we say with people like how's the weather or you tell people things that aren't you know like all these things the cliches you don't realize the magnitude of your own bullshit you step out of the monkey house like i never realized how when i examine things objectively how 80 to 90 percent of all of my correspondence was bullshit it wasn't it was about me it was about some sort of bullshit with me. And it wasn't geared toward resolving. Um, it's not always about resolving. This can be about entertaining. It could, it's, it, it, it's about 
being authentic and speaking from the heart. So sometimes it's not all about resolving. It's about sharing, entertaining. But yet we all know when um, we deviate from that and it becomes a, a, a mindless game of one-up or a mindless game of, hey, how you doing? I don't really give a shit what you're doing or whatever, but we play these games. But you don't realize how much of that is your entire daily uh, operation, which it really is about 98%. Right. You said being authentic, right? But what if it's easier said than done? What if people don't know how they're not being authentic? In the beginning, well, it is like that. That's where it's just like swimming is I think when you've lived an entire life of not being, um, and again, I consider myself like this, but where, 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 I, where I was, um, what was good for me in a way is to the degree that you're, I think the more full of shit you are and the more full of shit you've been, the greater your chances of, of not being full of shit in the future because yeah. being so hyper full of shit um, doesn't, it, it eventually, if you're a little bit full of shit, sometimes you don't notice it. You know, it's, so a lot of times people don't notice that they're being unauthentic. A lot of likable people who've skated by life haven't realized that they've led lives of quiet desperation and they've been nice just because they, 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 they've been unconscious the whole time. Um, so it's like you almost want large degrees of, of, of deceit, self-deceit and lies. So it can finally, life can, 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 because to me, it's almost like it's, um, I haven't seen many people that have gotten it without getting a tragedy, like without some sort of life throwing them a major league, uh, you know, meteorite or a company, like really fucking them up. You, you know, know, it's interesting. I mean, there's the idea of the hero's journey so that life reflects stories because life is a story and if you look at the stereotypical hero he always has a tragic background right but he wouldn't be able to be heroic if he hadn't actually had that trauma to actually have less bullshit so in a way stories actually kind of tell us something 100 percent. and also we down here on earth in this environment we are going to tell ourselves a narrative we are going to bind ourselves and render a production. So like, whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where or what we're doing in this realm and other realms too, it's not just this realm, is we're gonna tell ourselves a story. We might as well tell ourselves a story that's true. Right now, yeah. everyone on earth is telling themselves and telling everyone else a false narrative. And so when you build relationships in anything on false narratives it's only a matter of time before they crumble before your eyes and rightfully so they should crumble anything false should crumble so the, to the degree that we build things on relationships that are clear and coherent and value added and and, and um, authentic and honest forthright will be the degree that our structures will, will withstand the test of time. And a lot of times when we're doing it, we don't know. And this is where it kind of goes back to my main point is you got it. This is where courage comes in. And this is where why this shit's set up like this. Is you're not going to know whether you're doing the right thing. But you do know when you're being forthright and you're, you're giving people um, fair and square consideration. And that's all I'm really talking about here is, is when you're giving yourself, you're giving people in your life, 
and you're giving everyone that you're kind of coming into contact with the most mind that you can cultivate. You're being authentic with reality as it is. You're not telling them bullshit. And you're actually trying to be a value to them. Uh, you know, the, 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 the more things are going to kind of progress for you. Right. And one of the things that it's something I've come back to and then I've realized new ways I could apply it. And it's something Jordan Peterson talked about, which is this idea. It's not just Jordan Peterson. It's also Carl Jung. This idea that you've really got to understand your own malevolence or how yeah. much of a rascal you are, whatever, you know, the idea, you know, and there's new ways to explore like that. Yeah, the thing because is, it's the, there anyway. If you don't recognize it, it's still there. But he, when you learn it, you might get another stage. Well, what happens with it, and this is the nature of disembodiment, is to the degree, and you see this with the priesthood, and you see this with many um, spiritual people. And you know, this is what uh, I think happens too that many people don't talk about, and it, it it's really uh, a little bit bizarre in a way. Um, and again, I don't, there's not many people that have talked about this in this sort of way, is when you, um, when you, uh, I just kind of lost my, lost my train of thought there. Our malevolence. And when we. Yeah, yeah. What you have to come to terms with is, is this, the nature of disembodiment. So it, it goes back to what I was saying too earlier, is that whatever you judge outside yourself, you better come to terms with it inside yourself. So it doesn't matter if, this is what Jordan Peterson was talking about too with is so you, you you say Hitler you better realize that you have it within you to not just hurt other people but to enjoy it and so you can't run away from that if you think I've that, even that, done it you've done it to siblings even when you're a kid I'm sure that's yeah. the time so you're it like, doesn't matter what it is the the dark side is within you and you have to come to terms with that and, and the other thing is, is, is what's become very difficult is, uh, and I think this is a part of fortifying the mind. Uh, like I really think it's part of this whole testing metal and why I think a lot of uh, priests and other whole, like quote, holy people fall. And it's like this, this uh, proverbial desert story like with, with Jesus and the, the, the Christian mythology is when you do open yourself up, uh, to me, you open yourself up to the totality of the field. And with the open yourself up to the totality of the field, because you have to, so you can come to terms with the dark side, is you, you, you have to be able to integrate and come to terms, come to terms and integrate with the dark side while not allowing it to um to emerge let's put it that way let's say let, let's say let, that's the best way because what happens is what a lot of people don't realize is we're not our thoughts thoughts come from the field and so everybody in their life have have had dozens to hundreds of really fucked up thoughts thoughts that they are would be embarrassed yeah. to ever tell anybody and would horrify them. And so everyone on earth has had this experience. They don't talk about it because who the fuck would talk about it? And so what you do have to understand is our thoughts aren't us. Yet when you're doing 
you're taking these dark, these leaps into the unknown, you are going to battle forces that are specifically there to fuck you up. They're there to, 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 to paint ugly things. They're there to depress you. They're there to, to try to bring you down even harder than before. Thoughts in the field? I would say... That depress you? That you come to... What do you mean? What, what I'm saying is that um, when you are opening yourself up and you're ready to face uh, the all turns, both light and dark, you when you open yourself up, terms, metaphors, plus whatever you want to call it, they 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 come from the field. Concepts or yeah. take whatever you want. It doesn't matter what it is. It's right. Like, it's like your exploration goes to dark places at times. So and our, it's when you're grappling with that. Does it yeah so it doesn't what matter if I don't know other people hear you doing that and they're like what, what the fuck man because <laughs> they're not willing to see it in themselves so they see you doing it and they're like but it doesn't really matter because, yeah. So there's a risk that you'll. Well, you got to look at the dark, it. You will win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look at Jordan Peterson with his breakdown. Is is when you it, it, you it's this ever you can think of it just like if, if you were if you you were trying to build uh, someone uh, to be able to help you out in the future. Let's just take it like that. Let's just say you take you right now and you wanted to build someone a, a, a million years in the future that would would help would ensure your own survival. You're going to make sure that there's there's this ever progressive tests that are going to build your capabilities and, and bring you to higher states of um, capability relationships with who you are because you know time doesn't stand still and the things you're going to need a thousand years and ten thousand years aren't going to be the same things as is what there are now and so you're always in this state of progression you're always in this state of uncovering and that's the most beautiful part of this whole thing for, that i found and it kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier is a critical mass of enlightenment the lights come on but the journey doesn't stop whatsoever in fact that gets that's the furthest thing from the truth that once the critical mass comes on, I think that's when you start taking the journey. That's when it's like, okay, now we're taking, now we're on the, the pathway, the dirt cobble shit ass pathway. And it's never ending. And so but wherever you think you are, it never ends. Still, it's better to be more, even though it never really ends, it's better to be more awake anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, in a, in a one step, this is where again Jordan Peterson touches on this is why I love, it, it, it's really done a service is the only way the, the good ever have a chance to ever survive is by having a redeemed bad guy to protect them because the good can't imagine where where the dark side will go so yeah, yeah. So the, in order for life, um, in order for a shepherd to have a flock, in order for life uh, to do its thing, um, you have to have uh, um, you know you have you have to have uh, uh, I forgot what's book I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um,
You're a deep bad guy. What's bad? Yeah, 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 yeah. That you have to have a uh, uh, a redeemed uh, a redeemed bad person who again goes right back to resolving the unresolved. When it comes time to protect the people who need protecting, you have to imagine where the bad people will go. Because it, why do you think the good people need protecting? Because the bad people are going to places that the good people can't fucking go. When you say good people, though, if they haven't resolved that shit, are they really good? Well, when I, I'm using those terms more loosely, I would use it more like innocent and meek, or or people who are. It's it's this way of like like I say like a child. There's a lot of people out here that um, everybody to a greater degree has another fighting chance, but it's also like there are uh, developing. Um, just to say children, I think the children are the best way of looking at this is we are developed involuntarily, zero to seven, seven to 13. So our children and our offspring are all indoctrinated and developed involuntarily. So they don't have a choice. As adults, we like to think we do, but we all, we sort of do because we were, were at least, we have this uh, sovereign will. We have this economy to a degree. But the kids that are developing, they don't have a chance. They don't have a, they don't have a choice in that matter. So it, it's like, it kind of goes right back to this idea of greater purpose is okay. Well, they're good. That's what I'm kind of classifying as good is, is our potentiality, our potential that is developed. That's the good. And that's the potential good that does the resolving, uh, not just the, our own resolving, but our children who we equip well to do the resolving. So we want to equip our offspring and our developing children with tools and skill sets and power that they can become great resolvers, great creators and resolvers. And so that's who I'm mainly kind of talking about is there's, young people and there's also i think groups of people who are who are good in the way that um their hearts are good their their hearts are good yeah 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 a lot of the people even if they're acting badly at at times like their hearts are good and they're Mm -hmm. doing good in a bad way In a childish way, I suppose you could say. Um, and then there's people who they've gone through that hell and they've come out and they've basically chosen the light. And then there's those who've chosen the dark or succumbed to the dark. And they are the danger that, in a sense, the good protect the meek, the weak from. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's uh, it it's all it's really all of the same thing, you know, and that's where it's like that goes right back to the same point that I was making right in the beginning. It's it, mindfulness and effort, and so it requires effort uh, to to uh, to stand up to the right things. Um, to have a relationship with reality so you're not bullshitting your, your people around you. And um, so it, it's, it's really the only way to, to defend and create 
an environment that good work can be done, which to me only good work is the resolution of things that are clearly dysfunctional and have, have kept us from, you know, a state of prosperity. So it's, if, if you're not um, creating those environments, you're not cultivating those environments, then um, it, it, you could say it's bad, but I would say it's irrelevant. You know, most people are, they're not bad, they're irrelevant. But that said, what I, I, I do think too, and it goes to this other idea of, of, of critical mass. So you can have people who are unconscious and who have, uh, aren't bad, I would say bad, predacious people, like bad people. But there are people, and there, because it's a mathematical distribution, there are people entities that are greatly too largely rot and, 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 and collectively like poisonous. So you can have people that are um, mathematically irredeemable. So it's like if, if, if what could be a little thing, like, guess is why doing the work immediately is so important because you don't want to waste any moments because it, uh, uh, it, 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 it all counts, you know, it, it, it all counts. Um, I forgot what the fuck I was really going at there, but. It all counts because. It, yeah, it goes to this weighing of the heart. Like, again, if you imagine this, like uh, the Egyptian um, mythology of weighing the heart. So it's like you could you could have an inappropriate relationship with reality, but not really be that bad, not be predacious. And so your heart will be somewhat heavy. Not really poisonous, but you're all right. You're churchy. All right. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Not predacious. Never hurt anybody. Never did. Never acted out on impulses or whatever. Okay, well that's a different type of heart. Now that's not a heart that has been enlightened or actualized and that will do something different because it's got more work to, it's got more to resolve. Otherwise it would have resolved it. Right. It so it's not, okay. So it's not that they've done, if someone's done bad stuff, but they resolved it, it's not like, well, they still did it. So they, they think. It's about what's resolved and what's not. Yeah, in fact, it, if it's it, resolved, it won't be black, will it? No, it's that it's, it's it's done. That's the thing is even uh, this is what's really hard for I think some people to understand. Even people who have done horrific hard things that would seem horrific um, to the point that they're inter inter resolved. Um, the greater the conflict, usually the greater the inner resolution. Um, and the greater that um, the, the value that's kind of added to the whole equation is so that's why you know you see like that's why I think Christianity might be really um, you know one of these things that um, criminals like to, to always uh, gravitate to because it's the whole spiritual philosophy is no matter if you're seeking and you res and, and it's a seeking is you, you you have a clear intent to resolve. You're the seeking, you know, you always hear knock, knock, seek, seek. Okay, well, if you truly care to, to, to get to the bottom of it, you're going to get to the bottom of it. You're not going to be denied it, you know. Um, so it doesn't matter whether you, you killed, you know, like, like Saul, like, kill, like dismembered and killed, like one of the celebrated um, 
people from the Christian mythology to kill, kill, hunt down and kill Christians, you know. And so it doesn't it doesn't matter the the, the magnitude of that. What matters is the intent and the resolution at hand, and that's all that matters. Okay, so I feel like we're coming to a close. Is there anything you'd want to sum up the whole discussion with? No, it's a bit, bit, uh, bit typical, a bit all over, all over the place. But you know, it, 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 to me, it is really simple. Um, and I wish, you know, I work on trying to make it more simple um, at some point in my life. But it's really you, you, you have to start to become an objective passerby to your own condition, instead of spending any time. When I say any, it's best to get into a state of absolution, which means never doing it, is take the next year and do not get angry or bitch or blame anybody outside yourself. And every time that you get some, a, a, an inclination or a feeling that something's not fair or something you don't like that you blame on somebody else, whether it could be a Starbucks lady that doesn't give you your coffee, didn't it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter. You practice like a fucking martial artist or a weightlifter. Practice stalking yourself and feeling those feelings of injustice come up in your head and then uh, start to stalk yourself and how in your life experience, how you uh, embody those same um, characteristics and then in the beginning just identify you don't even have to uh don't don't beat yourself up don't uh just uh, post hoc rationalize how you don't do it better worse or whatever it doesn't matter just identify in the beginning um and then you can start to move to the absolution position again too is all right identify deceit as a pattern I'm not going to post hoc rationalize this, minimize it, dilute it. I'm not going to scapegoat it. I'm going to really get ruthless in um, identifying it in my own life experience recently, recent, you know, as recent and extended. And I really have the cultivating the intent to not do it on a daily practice. So now I'm identifying it. Now I'm not doing it. So you move to the next stage, what's called not doing. So you stop the self. You see all of the, 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 the negative things that come up and then you just identify Then you, the next level of that practice is the not doing. So now you are, you find yourself, Hey, now I'm not only not getting inappropriately frustrated and angry at the wrong people. I'm able to now move even past that. And now I do see where the, the real dishonesty or discord resides. And it's always us. It's always us. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Um, it was a pretty good conversation, like last time. <laughs> and um, well, I, I'm pretty sure my my listeners enjoyed it. Although there's not many of them yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So um, thanks for listening, and uh, goodbye.